Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Wednesday, February 28th. On today's show, we take a look at the timeline of Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin rocket and its space tourism program. Also, the Space Force's Commercial Capabilities Office will be discussing partnerships at the Space Summit. Plus, News Channel 9 is in Florida to cover the space launch of Syracuse Natives. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with a look at the shift in space exploration from governmental and national interests towards commercialization. One of the key players in this shift is Blue Origin, founded by Jeff Bezos in 2000 with a bold vision to make space travel accessible. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about Blue Origin's journey so far? Certainly, David. Blue Origin's journey began in earnest in 2012 with the inaugural journey of New Shepard, their suborbital rocket. This uncrewed flight showcased the concept of rocket reusability, a breakthrough that could revolutionize the economics of space exploration. In 2015, New Shepard returned to Earth, marking a pivotal moment in space history and solidifying Blue Origin's status as a trailblazer in sustainable space travel. And how has Blue Origin continued to push the boundaries of space travel since then? Blue Origin has continued to test and refine New Shepard's capabilities. In 2019, they transformed the interior of its capsule, offering a glimpse into the future of space tourism. Despite a setback in 2021 due to an engine failure during ground testing, the company remained committed to safety and progress. Later that year, Jeff Bezos, along with his brother Mark, aviation legend Wally Funk, and the youngest ever space traveler Oliver Damon, embarked on a historic voyage aboard New Shepard. What's next for Blue Origin? Blue Origin is currently advancing in its testing of the reusable New Glenn rocket, which is anticipated to debut later this year for NASA's Escapade mission to Mars. They've also positioned a prototype of the New Glenn rocket vertically on Launch Complex 36 at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, marking a significant milestone. The New Glenn rocket will undergo several days of vertical positioning on the launch pad to complete all scheduled tests for this phase of experimentation. How does Blue Origin's New Glenn rocket compare to other space rockets? Once operational, New Glenn will stand as one of the tallest space rockets, towering at 98 meters. Though shorter than SpaceX's Starship and NASA's SLS, its 7-meter fairings will afford increased payload space or the capability to carry multiple payloads concurrently. Blue Origin also underscores the rocket's reusability, with the first stage slated for a minimum of 25 missions and planned landings on a maritime platform roughly 1,000 kilometers from the coast. This emphasis on component reuse aims to drive down costs and enhance competitiveness in the space launch market. And how does Blue Origin compare to other companies in the space tourism industry? Blue Origin's primary competitor, Virgin Galactic, founded by Richard Branson, stands out as one of the most recognizable names in the burgeoning space tourism industry. Orion Span, an American space tourism venture, offers a unique proposition with its Aurora space station concept. Unlike traditional short-term space travel experiences, Aurora aims to provide customers with the opportunity for overnight stays in space. 
Meanwhile, SpaceX, led by Elon Musk, has already achieved numerous successful space missions and is poised to offer regular space travel services to paying customers. Musk's ambitious vision extends beyond Earth's orbit, with plans to facilitate lunar expeditions and, ultimately, interplanetary travel to destinations like Mars. That was simply space reporter Bella giving us something to watch out for. Now, let's shift our focus to the Commercial Space Office, or COMSO, a division of Space Systems Command that works closely with the private sector to speed up the adoption of new technologies. As the direct link between the commercial space sector and the U.S. Space Force, COMSO plays a crucial role in integrating commercial capabilities into space operations. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Abby. Can you tell us more about COMSO and its role? Certainly, David. COMSO is led by Collider Richard Nisley, a senior material leader with two decades of service in the Air Force. The office is responsible for evaluating, testing, and integrating commercial space capabilities. It's a bridge between the commercial space sector and the U.S. Space Force, facilitating increased dialogue and coordination. Interesting. And I understand that Calder Nisley is set to participate in a panel at the Potomac Officers Club's Space Summit soon. Can you share more about that? Yes, that's correct. Caller Nisley is looking forward to discussing the partnership with the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. Topics like surveillance, reconnaissance, and tracking, which are all commercial capabilities addressing combatant command requests and problems, are likely to be discussed. And how is COMSO structured? Where is it based? COMSO is bicoastal, with offices in Chantilly, Virginia, and Los Angeles. It's a relatively small team of 90 officials, but they manage an annual budget of over $1 billion. This allows them to have a significant impact despite their size. That's quite a budget. How does COMSO utilize these resources? The team at COMSO uses these resources to produce products in a tactical timeline. And because these products are commercial, they can be released to allies and other partners. This is a key part of their mission to integrate commercial capabilities into space operations. And what can we expect from the upcoming 2024 Space Summit? The 2024 Space Summit will be a great opportunity to hear from Caller Nestle and other leaders from across the Department of Defense and NASA. Attendees will have the chance to ask questions about how COMSO is spending its budget and how their companies can contribute to the Space Systems Command's mission. It's an event not to be missed for anyone interested in the future of space technology. Thanks for the updates, Abby. Speaking of exciting space news, Syracuse native Jeanette Epps is set to make her first journey into space as part of the SpaceX Crew-8. The launch is scheduled for the early hours of Friday, March 1st. Here to discuss this exciting event is James, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about Jeanette Epps and her upcoming mission? Certainly, David. Jeanette Epps was born and raised in Syracuse, graduating from Corcoran High School and Lemoyne College. She's now part of the SpaceX Crew-8 and is set to launch from the Kennedy Space Center. The exact time is scheduled for 12.04 a.m. on March 1st. This is a significant moment for Epps. Can you tell us more about the significance of this mission? Absolutely. This mission marks Epps's first journey into space, which is a significant milestone for any astronaut. Furthermore, being part of the SpaceX Crew-8, she's part of a new era of space exploration that's increasingly commercial and international. 
And how is the local community reacting to this news? The local community in Syracuse is extremely proud. News Channel 9 has even sent a reporter and a photographer to Florida's Space Coast to provide live coverage of the launch. This is not just a significant event for Epps and SpaceX, but also for her hometown. What can we expect in the lead up to the launch? In the days leading up to the launch, there will be a series of checks and preparations to ensure everything is ready for the mission. The crew will also be in quarantine to minimize the risk of illness. And of course, there will be a lot of anticipation and excitement as the countdown to launch begins. Thanks for the updates, James. In other space news, Syracuse astronaut Jeanette Epps is on the brink of a significant moment in her career. She is scheduled to launch into space at 12.04 a.m. this Friday from Cape Canaveral, Florida. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this upcoming mission? Certainly, David. While the details of the mission are not specified in the article, it's clear that this is a significant moment for Jeanette Epps. Launching into space is a culmination of years of training and preparation, and it's a moment that every astronaut looks forward to. Indeed, and what can you tell us about Jeanette Epps? Jeanette Epps is an accomplished astronaut. She was selected by NASA in 2009 and has been part of the astronaut corps since then. She holds a doctorate in aerospace engineering and has worked for the CIA as a technical intelligence officer before joining NASA. This upcoming mission will certainly add another feather to her cap. That's impressive. And what can we expect during the launch? Well, space launches are always a spectacle. The rocket will light up the night sky as it ascends, and spectators will be able to see it for miles around. For Jeanette Epps, the launch will mark the beginning of her journey into space, where she will contribute to the ongoing research and exploration efforts. It's certainly an exciting time for Jeanette Epps and for all of us who follow space exploration. Thanks for that report, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.